Hello and welcome to episode 11 of GameSpot After Dark. I caught you right while you were drinking. Mary Kish, who is joining us today. Spit take. Hi, I'm Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you know who Mary is. Uh, she worked at GameSpot for a long time. She's now at Twitch. Uh, and you did, you actually, you're, you're, you were still on GameSpot for quite a while after on Resident Knievel. Yeah, we did Knievel for so long, but we hadn't finished all the games that um, GameSpot was cool enough to let me continue the series after I left. So we had been doing it up to just a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think our last episode aired about a month ago. It's been, yeah, a little hole in my heart. I it like is. doing the Resident Evils. Mm -hmm. Seven was one of my highlights. I, I still think about the time when you used the grenade launcher on a single mosquito. And it, and it just, it warms my heart every time I think of it. I was genuinely, it's one of the few times I cry laughed. It was so good. I, I love, love that. that show. We, you know, the show had some dedicated people, but the thing that made, gave it the most joy and the reason we kept going was because of that, mm. like because of what you would do to more and like other people who just love the show so much, they would nitpick a very specific thing that I did <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> and bring it up. I highly, it, it's still on GameSpot, so yeah. you can watch those. I highly recommend it. They're so good. And like, there's so many episodes as well. And they're like, they were my evening comfort kind of like, sit down, I'm going to watch this in the same way that we, like I do now with like RKG stuff and mm -hmm. IGN stuff, um, like the Last of Us Let's Play that they're doing. Um, it's that same kind of vibe and I do miss it. Long plays are good and mm. I enjoy those more than anything else. Mm. It's it's been a really long time since I've cut like a five minute snippet and I liked doing that when I was here. But my favorite things were playing a game for a very long time and then one ridiculous thing happened within that hour that I loved. Mm. Requires a bit of ted dedication. You got to find that moment. Yeah. Right? You got to yeah. commit, Jake. Yeah. That other voice you hear is Tamar Hussein, who's joining us once again. Hi, I'm here. I'm uh, ready to do a podcast. That's good, because that's what we're doing. And then we have Lucy James as well. Hello. Yay. Also ready to do a podcast. Yes. And like every episode of this podcast, we start with the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment. Chris. There it is. You can't tell. I wish this was video, because Jake did like the double gun, like the double pointed fingers at Tamor, and Tam just sort of stared at him. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. I panicked. Yeah. Well, we also have uh, Mary did a, did a nice one earlier so we can... That's for the whole show. Yeah, you guys true. can look forward to hearing that every time. Yeah, that's the like, official <laughs> Chris from Dayton, Ohio jingle. <laughs> Mary, you asked me not to tell you what the deal is with the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment, so I won't. I won't give you a history lesson, but... You got to tell us what you do, who you are, uh, what kind of games you play other than Resident Evil. Do I have to go first? You're the only one. You're the only already one done this. doing that. Oh. We put our guests on the spot. Okay. Chris from Dayton, Ohio. I'm Mary uh, from Hilliard, Ohio. I actually grew up really Ooh. close to Dayton and we used to compete against them in gymnastics. So uh, what's up, Dayton? <laughs> um, I. Who was better? Um, Dayton was better. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Hilliard... Uh, we have a lot of heart, but we did not have the budget. <laughs> oh, it's a numbers game. It uh, is, because the better your equipment is for practice, yeah. typically you can do better. Yeah. That was many years ago, it's, but it's, I am It's good bitter. to see you've, I was going to say, you've let go of the anger. <laughs> Data? <laughs> Chris? You're really, really scared of how you're like holding that pen. <laughs> 
Um, what else do you want me to say? Who am? Wh- what kind of games I? do you play? Oh, um, I play a lot of platformers. Um, I stream every Monday. I stream an indie game, and I uh, I play a lot of scary games. Where do you stream? I stream on twitch.tv slash Mary Kish, M-E-R-R-Y. More importantly, where do you stream? Because you put out an image of your little knock every time. It's the most comfortable looking thing I've seen. It's like really, it's clearly like you've just created this little corner of a room that you're like, I'm going to get real comfortable here. Every Thursday I stream Silent Hill. I'm going to go through the whole series. We're currently on Silent Hill 1 from a nook in my living room. And it really is like a naughty pine room where like the wood comes down into a corner. It looks like a little tent yeah. and it is claustrophobic on purpose mm. in this kind of nice cozy atmosphere. But um, the audio is quite haunting of that game. And then in addition, all notifications are scary, horrible sound effects. So anytime somebody gets involved in the stream, it spooks me out. Good. <laughs> and it's very fun. But it's also extraordinarily stressful. Yes. Yeah. Um, so mostly scary games. And then I try and find indie gems from time to time mm-hmm. um, or just a good old classic platformer. What's a game you always come back to? Uh, I play a lot of Downwell. Um, the Messenger was really good. I played a lot of that. And uh, well, right now I'm not playing, I would say, right now I'm playing like Cyanar Wild Hearts I just did and I'm still messing with Outer Wilds, which is none of those, but I would say it's probably like an early game for that studio. There's so one game me. that you haven't mentioned that I always associate with you now. Oh yeah, which one is it? It's Just Dance. Just Dance. Yeah. <laughs> I do play Just Dance. You play a lot of Just Dance. <laughs> I do. I like uh I like dancing and it's probably like the best way for me to combine my love of video games and exercise, mm-hmm. which is hard to do in our industry. Like yeah. we always find that we never Get, get to the out. gym enough or get out enough. So I spend so much time sitting down. Like, Same. Yeah. Yeah. A worrying amount. I tell my doctor, like whenever you go for a checkup or something and they go, okay, and how many hours of the day do you think you spend uh, sitting down? I'm like, ooh, most of it. <laughs> and what do you do for a living? Uh, Video games. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Have you thought about getting up and about for half an hour every day? I was like, I do. I call it. Running to work because I'm late. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> running to lunch to get a $10 salad and running back. That seems like a thorough encapsulation. I have a dog. Yeah. His name is Simone and <gasps> oh, he's the yeah. light of my life. He's a stinky dog. He's a farty boy. but <laughs> And he's named after? Gurren Lagann, the greatest anime of all time. The anime oh, no. takeover oh, no, continues. <laughs> Someone wrote in. Simone wrote in. What Simone a clever boy. <laughs> no, so, someone say, wrote in <laughs> saying like, hello, fellow weeaboos. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it was a konnichiwa. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Tamor, what have you been up to? I saw what you were playing earlier today. Uh, I've, I've been playing two games, but I don't want to, I'm going to let Lucy take one of them. I mean, because we've both been playing it, so that, that could be like... Yeah, but I, I, I want you to, because you come at it with way more <laughs> energy than I do. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, and I enjoy seeing that. So You uh, could be her hype man. Yeah. <gasps> I'll be your puff daddy just in the back going, <laughs> oh, can't stop. Won't oh, stop. like a Timberland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bad boy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the game I'm going to go with is Overwatch Switch. Which I have been, I'm currently playing quite a bit of. I'm going to have impressions of it up fairly soon. Um, It's not strictly a review. Um, It's more of like a, here's what it's like to play on Switch. Um, I was assigned this because I think people probably know that I'm Overwatch obsessed here. 
me and Lucy specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so I was the right person to check someone's it out. Gotta someone's got to be, yeah. Someone's got to be Switch obsessed and Overwatch obsessed. And um, it's a weird experience. I'm still kind really? of formulating formulating what I want to say for my impressions. So this is kind of like a behind-the-scenes the l- listen for people Ooh. who, like, these these thoughts I'm about to say will be formulated into something a little more coherent and less like rambly. Yeah, like, this like, is a thought cabinet. Do you think it'll go up before this podcast? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? It depends how long it takes me to, to get my thought in, thoughts in order. But, like, it's both... It's. I think the thing that I th- I'm coming away from it with in my mind is the fundamental experience of playing Overwatch is still so good that the concessions made to get it on the Switch are not negligible, but they're they're kind of tolerable because of it. Okay, like it's it's a f- it's the same kind of story as Jake. You reviewed The Witcher on Switch, The Witcher Three, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of what you faced as well. It doesn't look as good. Um, there are some performance issues here and there, but it's the most content complete version of that game. Mm. And when you play it, it plays like it should. Even though this version of it is 30 FPS and it is noticeable. And then it doesn't play like it should. Yeah, it, it still doesn't play like exactly like it should. Mm. But that's if you're looking at it from a technical perspective. The feeling that you get from playing it, the, that that kind of like last min- minute struggle and the tension of trying to push a payload just over the line, it's the same as it is on any other console. Do you play against other Switch people or all people in a pool? I, it's all other Switch people as far as I know. Okay. Has it been um, okay to find matches? Matches have been coming in easily, yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it dumps me into skirmishes and and then I'm in a match within a, like a minute or so. Less than that. No, no, no more noticeable than any other experience mm. on any other console. What about the... Uh, skill level of people because I've noticed if you play like a shooter on mm-hmm. if you play PUBG on mobile and you're just like oh I'm playing against a bunch of other people just as yeah. bad now yeah. is it of the same caliber? It's, it's hard for me to kind of obviously when I when I started playing it everyone's ranks are fresh like mm-hmm. no it's 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 harder to get a kind of uh, read on how much experience someone has which I would do on on the other versions of it but thus far I don't feel like I'm like stomping people and i don't think overwatch is created in a way that you will feel like that there's no characters or something right now that that kind of overwhelm easily it's like not like counter-strike where one clear player is you know one one or two players are clearly better than everyone else Mm. as long as you're playing your character right you're generally the dynamic is what what you're kind of picking up on you know that oh this a a top tier mercy player might not be like super skillful but if they're doing what they should which is healing and resing where necessary you can't really tell whether that person's got loads of experience. The matches I've had, I haven't been like overwhelmingly, you know, I play a lot of Zarya. I'm not like running through everyone and killing everyone. I'm do, I'm playing the same, I'm getting the same pushback. I'm getting the same resistance as I would on another console. Um, and that's part of how that game's designed, right? You never feel like it's super easy. Or if you do feel like it's super easy, it's because your team is working really, really well and you're mm. communicating um, that's the one downside that I've not downside, but one thing I'm currently trying to figure out. Like communication is quite tricky on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I've almost every game I've played has been silent, um, and it doesn't have now more than ever. I, I feel like it, it's not the right game for it, but like the ping system would be good in in Overwatch. There's currently no way to communicate. There is a way to do it. You can. It's got inbuilt. Um, mics, uh, but whether you and I have well, like the wheel as well. There's the communication yeah. wheel, but it's. 
in order to get it up. So what you can do is you can assign, um, at least on console on the D-pad, you can, I've changed mine to be all custom. So I think, you know, if I hit down, it's I've got my ultimate or if it's, I mean, it's acknowledge. What is it? Acknowledge. Yeah, acknowledge, like, you Go can do for the objective, con- which is the same stuff. button, I yeah. think. And it, it's not as in-depth as the ping system. Like, you can't ping an enemy, for example. You can't say enemy mm. over there. But your characters are usually very good at saying... Uh, Go to the point. Yeah, or, yeah, or I'm being attacked from behind or yeah. stuff like that. I think, like, it's... do it's the, the, the thing that I'm struggling with is you can use that stuff, but in the heat of the moment when you're, like... You've got literally a split second to say. Oh, it's a fact. You know, yeah, it's the next. It's you c- like it takes another. I, I want I, in, on 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 a, another console. I'm just like Reaper behind. That's it. And yeah. someone everyone knows. Um, whereas in this, I'll have to be like you know using shortcuts to press the thing. So, yeah. but like it, it's, I think it's a community thing more than anything because I have put on my my headset and spoken and like the most I got was some kid going hello. And then someone else going, hey, what are you playing on? And it's, the answer is Switch, because everyone's playing on Switch. <laughs> and kid goes, Switch. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Riveting. okay, Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. anyone else want to make some calls, yeah. plays, anything like that? No, it's not happening. And on PC, it's pretty good to, it's it's a lot easier to um, coordinate mm. calls and coordinate pushes and stuff because you can just type it. So if mm. everyone, you know, you just hang back and spawn or something and just go, oh, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly... PC experience is going to be the best mm. because it's mm-hmm. a still setup that's meant for communication mm. and yeah. working with a team, which, as you know and said, Overwatch yeah. is meant to be played as a unit. Yeah. So even if you're really good, it doesn't matter if you can't play with a team. Yeah. Wouldn't you think then that the Switch will be probably a struggling to maintain the right experience considering it's all about a team dynamic and you can't communicate? Yeah. I think... Creating, it depends how you come at it, really. So, like, I, I think that's the trickiest part of kind of internalizing and sorting my thoughts out with this game. It's how how are you approaching this game? What are your objectives with this game? If I come at it from the sense that I'm going to play this with a competitive mindset, then I'm going to run into that issue where I'm going to struggle with finding, making that work and making that feel good with randoms who aren't communicating. Whereas if I'm coming at it with that competitive mindset and I've got friends who are also doing that, then it makes more sense. Or if I'm in, you know, playing competitively in, in the actual competitive mode, it makes more sense. For me, I'm currently looking at it as kind of novel experience where I, if I really am desperate to get a hit of Overwatch, it will do the trick just enough for me to be like, I played a bit of Overwatch today. Like I was playing at my desk just now and I hunched over a switch which was using like the kickstand and I was playing with a pro controller in front of it and it's not ideal but there were moments where I had to be like oh I'm actually enjoying this I'm playing Overwatch and it's kind of weird that I'm playing it on such a tiny screen but I'm having a good time Mm. and that was kind of like enough for me so even if it's like not super team dynamic-y and I'm not making big plays and that kind of stuff I don't think I'll be looking from that from looking for that from this version of the game i think this version of the game is for like i've got a few uh like a 20 minutes to kill between before i go and meet up with a friend i'm just gonna play a game of overwatch casually and then do that thing yeah for the people who want to play overwatch but also are on the toilet the i was yeah that's that's, that's, that's true for every switch dream. game that yeah, yeah that is i mean like it is genuinely i did it so and it was good. I need healing. <laughs> I need healing. <laughs> Push the payload. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
earlier, earlier, Tamor stuck his Nintendo Switch in my face, not yeah. the payload, stuck his <laughs> Nintendo Switch in my face and like was acting all cocky. And I was like, what are you showing me? And he's like, look. And I look and I didn't see anything like Diva got play the game. And then he looked back. He's like, oh, I thought that was going to be me. <laughs> that was the one. I did an absolutely phenomenal play that led to a team wipe and the overwatch problem of you know giving <laughs> plays of the games to the characters that do like big burst damage instead of like me where i'm systematically demolishing a team happen and i was i was certain that time i was like i just took out <laughs> half the team like breezed through them this has got to be mine but at some point a diva did a bomb and killed two people great <laughs> but she'll she'll have done some more damage it's fine Nah. I'm, I'm usually that person who's stealing play of the game from him. So. Oh, are you? This is a lot of built-up resentment. Do you think the algorithm takes into account how hot-headed you are and how much you say, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. let's play the game. Yeah, let's play the game. Yeah, oh. I've had, like, I, I've reached a point now where I'm like, I'm happy to facilitate other people's plays of the game. So I'm just like, it's yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> sad, isn't it? Mary, what have you been playing? Um, you talked a little bit about it I before. did, I did mention it. Um, I did play, I just was playing Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, I played Goose Game. I played What the Golf on oh, my on my yeah. Monday streams. Those mm -hmm. are fun. And then I've been playing Silent Hill on nice. an original PS1 on mm -hmm. as well simultaneously. So I'm that's been really enjoyable. Have you tried Apple Arcade? Mm -mm. I feel like you would dig that. Yeah. Lot, I mean, Sayonara Wild Hearts is on that. And so is what the golf. And there's a lot of games with that same kind of vibe and it's mm. and like the same kind of playability to it that you might enjoy. That but sounds really. You're selling like, me. It's free for a month. Try yeah. it. Well, do you know how last week on the podcast I was complaining because um, they keep adding new games to Apple Arcade, and the only way you can find out is I think through their Twitter feed or through you know someone else tweeting about it. Gamespot.com writing about it. Gamespot.com writing about it. But literally. Uh, about an hour or so after the podcast went live, I got a push notification from Apple Arcade to say that there were new games, and I was like, uh -oh. maybe I've been vindicated. Maybe they listen. <laughs> no, it's probably just a feature that they were working on. Well, <laughs> fortunately, no one wrote in That's saying good. you were yeah. wrong. That's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. If you haven't been corrected, you were never really wrong. Yeah, <gasps> it's true. It's they, they introduced, uh, they updated Grindstone um, mm. with a patch that now lets you play um without cutting out your podcasts so Ooh, i'm good. back in i'm back i'm, into back, baby. Grand, I'm back baby <laughs> but yeah what did you think of goose game uh it's great it's fabulous a lot of people have been comparing it to metal gear solid and calling <laughs> it metal goose solid because yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in many ways it really is uh, a game about manipulating ai behavior mm. and having kind of intrinsic gameplay based on how they react it is simplified it's incredibly simplified mm -hmm. um, but it is inspiring i like the idea that the uh, list gives you motivation to try things that you might not have done that leads to really interesting dynamics between people uh, there's like a very specific level where there's two neighbors and mm -hmm. you're constantly making them interact <laughs> with each other making them interact with you and you're changing the level between them and it's a really it's quite inspired i actually mm. think it's a really interesting thing that they've done um and the only thing you really have to come to terms with is the fact that you're an enormous dickhead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i had this moment where i was chasing a child i had untied his shoes and he did not know and i had chased him 
and I made him trip and fall face first into a puddle, which was Aww. like something I actually had to check off. And as it checked off, I, I did feel a little bad. <laughs> well, speaking of the neighbors, like that whole thing there is just trying to get them to hate each other. It's true. <laughs> you just like hang out and be like, all right, I'm going to trick you into cutting this person's prized plant. Prized and then, rose. And then he's like, it's good. It's funny. <laughs> it's me and you you justify it with like it's lighthearted it's obviously mm -hmm. silly and not meant to be taken seriously but most of the things you're doing are like ruining these people's day uh, which is an interesting <laughs> premise for, i do want to play it, it yeah. it's really quite mm -hmm. charming and i think it is worth everyone's time and i think that it will inspire uh games very similar to it down the road i think you will see Goose-inspired games in duck the future. Game. Untitled duck game. Yeah, I think you will because what you're seeing is is basically that you guys know it was like one of the most popular yeah. games, mm -hmm. right? It was mm -hmm. number one on Switch, Switch. Mm -hmm. which is huge. Yeah. It's showing a couple of things here. One, that the Switch is um, changing indie developers' lives, mm -hmm. which is very powerful and awesome and good for them considering Steam blows for indies right now. Mm. Yeah. That's another, I digress. Two, it's saying that there is a market for obscure games with light but deep gameplay mm -hmm. the concept that you're just messing around with people is so easy and like there's just a little to-do list that you check off it's so mm -hmm. simple it's just so nothing but the interactions of the people and the things that you do in the world are so nuanced it's got some of the best audio of a mm -hmm. game i've seen in such a long time the pitter patter of its feet yeah. the fact that if you have a bottle on your beak it makes a completely different noise when you honk uh <gasps> There is a harmonica. Oh. And if you honk with a harmonica, it makes like a little. It's really funny. Or and the, the walkie talkies. You can like set one up over here and then you can pick it up and you honk and it's like you see it come from the other one. Everyone's like, what the f is it's this? It's really smart. I think it's brilliant. And I think you will see other people. You'll, you're going to see developers mimicking this concept of, mm. you know, simple, simple concept, cute, lighthearted concept with some nuanced gameplay and I, I hope we do because mm. I think it's uh, great to see and I want to see more of it I drop my pen it's the idea that like <laughs> sorry goose behind you <laughs> <laughs> <Honk. Honk. laughs> um, it's like game jam games are given not life but like they feel more viable than ever now because of like a confluence of things like Switch especially being uh, friendly to to indie games but yeah the idea of what you're saying about games similar to this that are light and also deep feels like very much opening the door for people who would be like let's come up with this experimental idea in a game jam and then move on from that to actually take that and be like let's build this further because there's proven precedent for it doing well it's the food truck of video games that's a great way to think of it yeah yeah they're testing out concepts and if they do well brick and mortar yeah so yeah. you're gonna see these things like start to flourish and yeah. it's really cool to see them test it out you mentioned outer wilds earlier and i think hopefully by the time this goes up mike has a video all about mike Hardy has a video all about uh the development of that game and that game started out as i think usc students mm -hmm. it was a they were supposed to make a game that showed like I don't know, object impermanence or something like that. I don't entirely remember. Oh, yeah. It was um, some um, Schrodinger's cat-ish yeah, type thing about quant quantum physics, about yeah. it being, it existing in one state, but not the other. I can't remember the exact thing. You should watch the video and find out. I can't remember the exact thing, exact, exact thing that led to Outer Outer Wilds. Are you right, mate? I'm having trouble. <laughs> having and, and I know I'm going to say Outer Worlds instead of Outer Wilds. I've done point. that too. I've mixed them up just because yeah. of that. It's unfortunate. 
Um, but anyway, it started out as just a student project and eventually they were like, we got something pretty cool here. And mm -hmm. that became Outer Wilds, which I think has done phenomenally so far for them. Mm. Yeah, and it's out on PS4 this week. No way. Yeah. I think yeah, I think today, Ooh. maybe. Or next week. At least by the week. time this podcast Hopefully, is released. Unless it's next week. <laughs> or we're liars again. Um, I would say that Outer Wilds, to me personally, was what I wanted No Man's Sky to be. Mm. No Man's Sky was this giant world that felt pointless to me. Yeah. I do not like making money in a world like that's just not motivating for me i want to be part of something grander and um which i think they might have fixed in future iterations i was gonna say I, yeah. I know there's been substantial updates to no Man's i think they've really fixed that yeah. but i hadn't been a part of that train i was a part of yeah. the launch train mm. of no man's sky which oh. happened i think when we i worked here mm. um but when outer wilds came out they give you just enough of a taste that something in the universe is happening and something is wrong and you are investigating it like some kind of dumb journalist on your first excavation. Yeah. And you are learning how to journalist, you are learning how to fly, <laughs> and you are learning how to die. And it happens very quickly. Mm. It's just a, a rush of blood to the head, quite truly. But mm. it is magical and it's a fascinating world. Um, I haven't solved it. I haven't answered all the mysteries. There's almost not enough direction for me to know what to do now. Mm. But I was without a doubt addicted to it where I was mm -hmm. playing it until three in the morning and I had to take a break because I needed to go to work in the morning. Yeah, um, some yeah. of the stories that came out of people's experience with that game were wild. Like I jumped from a planet to a planet because I like figured out the traje trajectory and gravitational pull. And I was like, I think I can do this because somehow my spaceship ended up on a different planet. And I was like, all right, the only way I can do this is if I make this jump, make the jump. Uh, this is really great and all. And then all of a sudden, like, the, 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 the what is it? The sun explodes or something like that. I don't uh, like that. So I, I need to go back to it. Um, I'm one of those people who requires a little more direction, at least to begin with. And I got off the planet and it was like, go and have fun. And I was like, but where, where do I go? Not enough. Yeah. yeah and then you, like five minutes in, I reversed into the sun and I was like, <laughs> well, how did I not see that behind me? <laughs> you definitely have to give it a little bit. Like once you, once it puts you on that track, it's a little easier to follow. It's still it's still kind of directionless. Like mm. when you finish like a specific story thread, then it's like, all right, well, now what do I do? I haven't been to this planet. I guess I can figure out what's at this planet. And then it might point you back to the planet you're just at. And it's like, ah, I don't want to go back to that planet. And then you have to reset. So, yeah. so I found that a little tedious after a while mm -hmm. is that constant resetting. Um, but also the constant resetting is what makes this game so cool, in mm. my opinion. Mm. What do you think, Lucy? I haven't played it yet. I did just get my um, uh, Xbox Game Pass set up a couple weeks ago because I wanted to play. What was I playing? Oh, I did actually download Outer Wilds on it, uh, yeah. but I just haven't had time because I've been playing something else. What it. a segue. Guys, Disco. It's Elysium, or at least. Oh. Yeah, that's how they say it in the game, but Disco Elysium. Downloaded it on Friday. Goaty material, right? Dude. So we were in, a, we were in the bar last night. And I said, I kind of forewarned Jake. I was like, I'm going to talk about this game. And I did just talk at you about the game for about 10 minutes nonstop. Say so. it to me now. Basically. I, I don't remember that conversation. Oh, I think this was the bar that you didn't come to. We yeah, went to the other This bar. is later. Yeah. We're very sorry. But sorry. I want to talk to you about Terminator. It's okay. I watched Terminator 1 and 2. Yeah, I did that the weekend. I did that the weekend. For the first time. I've never seen the Terminator. 
Oh. It's like a weird thing. I just never saw it, and then I didn't want to admit it, and then... Can we come back to Terminator? Yeah. yeah. It's Disco. Disco. Yeah. Elysium. <laughs> I want to say Elysium. I want to say Elysium. I've been saying Elysium. Yeah, me too. But, uh, so Point and Click Adventure, it is the first game from Zaum Studios. I think they're... Zaum. Part of them are in Estonia, and part are uh, Brighton, I think, or London. Mm. Basically, you play... Uh, point and Click Adventure, you play as an amnesic detective... Mm. Uh, you're basically you wake up um, after a three day bender I assume I don't know I haven't actually I don't mm. I don't know what I've done I don't know your name don't know where you are or why you're there and then so that's kind of the basic premise but the I mean how to describe it it's basically you obviously interact with the world you're interacting with um and like interviewing suspects and whatever you kind of you gradually understand or begin to understand that there is a dead body that's been hanging up in the back garden of this like weird hostel hotel bar that's been there for a week you haven't done anything about it you haven't solved the case because you are addicted to alcohol drugs depends on what how you roll your character but Mm. you can be addicted to a bunch of stuff and you're basically talking to everyone in the environment but at the same time as having a conversation with someone, you're also having a conversation with yourself. So at the beginning, it's based off this uh, role-playing games and pen and paper, and you have all of these skills that you can choose to a lot. So I decided to go uh, a more, I think it's the sensitive, yeah, the sensitive guy. So I'm uh, very psychological, but super, super sensitive. And I also have this thing, I did look it up so I'd get the, uh, the wording right. Uh, one of my traits is Inland Empire, which is basically sort of paranormal David Lynch-esque where your inner monologue sort of suggests weird things to you like dreams and Mm. emotions and that's why my necktie talks to me and insults me Um, and then I have to have a conversation with the tie that I'm wearing but then what you can do is sort of your inner thoughts can help you with the case so if you're high in logic for example or empathy if I'm talking to another character and my empathy stat is high enough I'll get a little ping that says, oh, you've offended this person. Um, or, oh, you, you know, this person's clearly touched you about this subject. You should try approaching it in a softer way. Which is assisting you with your interrogation. Mm. Yes. Mm. So you can choose to go with it or you can choose to ignore it completely. And then sometimes there'll be other random thoughts that just come into your mind and you can decide to put them into your thought cabinet. So, for example, what? Yeah. So you have a thought <laughs> cabinet. Not really like Sherlock's mind palace. It's it's more like uh how to explain it. It's- like someone someone was smoking a cigarette in front of me and my character, the little kind of in a monologue goes, Hmm, wouldn't it be great to have a cigarette right now? And then they just sort of hammer into you how much you need a cigarette right now. And you can choose to internalize that thought, which takes quite a long in game time, um, a few hours in game to do. But then once you've done you kind of get stat bonuses as well as um, knocking points off. So there are some things you can get where you can really beneficial to some specific stats and then uh, detrimental to others. But you can choose to ignore those thoughts if you want to. But it's really fun just to sort of go with it because it's really weird. Yeah. It's it's very... It's I think like if we were to gamify it, the thought cabinet is an upgrade skill tree. Yes. But it's all like interlinking. So the idea of like... It will give you like a concept to think of. Everything starts off as a, in the thought cabinet, it starts off as a concept. Like it could be, you know, some moral concept or the perception of reality or something like that. And then you kind of 
take that concept. So you, like and, become a communist, for yeah, example. You can one do of the things that, you want, that yeah. is uh, so presented like you, to you. You place that into the thought cabinet and then effectively as you play the game, that concept gets experienced, which is you kind of mulling it over in the back of your head and refining it. Mm. And then once it's got the experience it needs, it gets like you kind of work your way through understanding it. Mm-hmm. And that means that you've basically come to grips with this thought and now it's impacted you effectively. You ch- it's changed you via a stat boost. And then you can like yeah. internalize that. That means you kind of take that on and then you can And that take affects that. how you interact with the rest of the world. And there is just so much freedom with how you can approach everything. So the main, the main investigation is the dead body in the back garden. But because my stats aren't necessarily where they need to be, I currently can't get anywhere near the dead body without throwing up. Hmm. Uh, your my uh, detective, because I still don't know his name, um, because no one will tell me. You're further than me. Yeah, but I found the name. Oh, but no, 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 that's the thing. So there's so many different things that <laughs> can happen that in how you approach it. Yeah. So, for example, I realized that I'd lost my detective badge and I lost my gun. So I radioed the station, and they, it was clearly that my character had done this before. So they refused to tell me. And, I, and then I asked them for money because I needed it to stay at the hotel. And they were like, no, we can't give you money. So my character right now is holding a plastic bag, walking around this city, picking up plastic bottles and glass bottles so I can sell them at a shop that I can afford. Step one to solving murder. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I could choose to beeline and go through the main storyline, but it's more fun to do all this side stuff mm. and all the characters that you meet. So there's, a, there's this 12-year-old kid called Kuno. 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 He was out in the back garden throwing rocks at the dead body and you can choose he did it well you can choose to um i chose to help him because he comes from like this sad family life and you have to sort of he he puts up this front and so my empathy stat came in real handy there because i was trying to talk to him about his home life and he was getting really mad at me and my empathy was like oh maybe try this and you know i got him to open up to me and i helped him out but then i was reading because uh, there are so many different ways you can approach stuff depending on what kind of a police officer you want to be oh because you can be like Hobo cop. Yeah. I'm sorry, cop. Because my empathy and my... Sounds like you're a hobo cop because you can't afford <laughs> to stay in the hotel. Yeah, it sounds like you're a bit of both. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, cop, as well, because yeah. I keep apologizing. I've internalized sorry, cop. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm always apologizing to people. Uh, and what you can, and what some people are doing is that um, their physical stat wasn't high enough, but they were confrontational with the kid and tried to punch him. And if you do that, you can swing, miss, and die because your body is such a wreck because you haven't put enough points into like your mental, you your like physical well-being. Um, it's honestly one of the funniest games I think I've ever played. There is a lot of text. There's a lot is, of reading. Yeah, so because it's like 15 years worth of mm. um, the writer like world building on his own. Like they were playing this pen and paper game, um, but it's just so unusual and weird. And I love all the different things you can do in it. I've never, and apparently this, I've been reading reviews of people who obviously finished the game. There's no way for you to block yourself into something. Mm. There's that level of freedom and you can approach things in different times and whenever you want and however you want. Right now, my main quest that I've given myself is that I really need to find a tape because I want to sing a sad song at karaoke because my character is just a complete failure of a human being. And there's like these allusions to stuff that you've done in the past that, and it's done in such a clever way because they don't outwardly spell anything out for you. And mm. it is it is you and the detective going on this sense of discovery together. Um, but also, so you're a complete mess of a human being. But you're paired with um, another detective 
who is kind of like your Watson. He's not, strictly speaking, just a straight man. There are very, there's depths to him. So at the beginning, he's obviously quite annoyed at you because you're a shambling, hungover mm-hmm. mess. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, okay, we just need to get this. We need to start getting the ball rolling on the case and stuff. But then at the end of the day, like he has a cigarette and that's his one little vice. And then sometimes you find out other stuff about him, which is just adds so, so many layers to that character that I really enjoy because otherwise it would just be so plain and just very hmm. predictable. But nothing in this game has been predictable. So you're 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 collecting bottles to get money. Mm. I I had a conversation with him and like appealed. To, I used a series of stats or whatever and like appealed to him to the point where um, I think I, up until that point I was showing that I'm trying my best to yeah. solve this case, and it reached a point where he was like okay, um, I needed to pay the hotel manager um, for the damage I'd done when I prior to waking up and starting the game if I wanted to carry on living in that hotel or staying in that hotel. And it reached a point where the detective, I think his name's Kutsaragi, mm-hmm. I think it is. Kim Kutsaragi. Kim, yeah. He was like, I've got something in my car that we can pawn for you. So that was his way of opening up, and then I real, and then I found out that the thing in his car was some hubcaps that he'd taken from a, an arrest, um, and it was like one of those garish like spinner types. And then like there's some insinuation that he might have kept it because he really likes his car. He's very proud of his car, so he thought about putting that on his car. But it's also a garish looking thing and not his style, which is why he was like, well, "Let's pawn this." So like I reached that point. So you can have. That's how I made the money necessary to stay at the place where where Lucy is trying to make that mm. money by selling, you know, bottles and that kind of business. I also and, had a woman feel sorry for me and she gave me a, a brooch to pawn and I was like, I couldn't do it because yeah. I just felt so, <laughs> so bad. The Kuno one, for example, I didn't like delve into his home life, like, mm. but I had that moment where I realized that he was being manipulated by another kid who is like the kid hiding behind a fence and yeah. like she's egging him on and he's incredibly aggressive gratingly aggressive and over time you figure out that it's actually her in the back that's causing him to behave like this and then you have this moment where you figure out like oh i'm gonna connect with this kid and like you're like come here and you're whispering to him and like are you all right and then she's freaking out in the back and it's just like manipulating yeah in a very natural way fig- making like almost like reads on people mm. as a detective would and using stats and and there's that it feels like i've never played D, but this is what i think i imagine dnd is like without all having to have x amount of people on a dungeon master this because when you make like um decisions that leverage your skills it does like a skill check uh, or a roll dice roll almost and sometimes it, it feels like a dice roll where i've done dice rolls where i was like the game is telling me i'm gonna fail this but just for fun, I'm going to try it and then I'll do it. And it'll be like past. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And it was like, there's one character who's this racist kind of like bodyguard type. And there's, the world is so dense and it involves like unions. And, and it's like a very elaborate story about like, it's got a political message. It's mm-hmm. got a socioeconomical message. It's got a personal message. So I was speaking to this character who's like a racist. He's clearly a racist. And through the discussion, he was like one of those... Um, people who holds up a certain person from a certain background um, higher than anyone else and claims to be part of that. Um, And then through discussion, I realized that this lineage he claims he doesn't have a very personal connection to. It's a tangential connection. And then like my, the voice in my head identified that and was like, hey, this person 
is not that like settled in his beliefs. So you could poke at that probably. And then I questioned him on that. And that that guy was like suddenly a bit unsettled up up until that point. He'd been very much like hard headed and like I'm the power here. And he was shook for that moment. And then in the next in the next option I got, I was like, I'm just gonna punch this guy. Everyone around him was like, he's the he's the guy who will kill you. Do not mess with him. And everyone's keeping an eye on him. I'm like, I was just like, I'm gonna risk it. Like the game tells me I'm gonna fail this dice roll. I'm gonna risk it and see what happens. I hit it and it was like passed. And I clocked him and like knocked him down. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. And then the option you get is to like walk walk away go up close for another punch or the third one which is like do a very elaborate showy spinning kick and i did the elaborate spinning kick and knocked him out clean and then our relationship changed because when he got up he was like well you i thought he was judging me as a scrawny like out of you know a a deadbeat cop but i punched him out and he was like this doesn't change my beliefs and i'm not going to let you through but our personal relationship has changed slightly i'll respect you a little more um, it's so in depth. It's oh, very, yeah. very in depth. I have a question. Mm. Why is it called Disco Elysium? Because it used to be oh, Elysium. It used to be called Elysium. Uh, no fate for the f- not Furies. It is Furies, not yeah, Furies. Yeah, it's Furies. Furries. No, but that's the thing. That's, that's one of the thing. reasons that they said that they changed it is uh, so that the fa- fairies couldn't. Um, Mistake it for like a game about furries are people. Too. I was yeah. gonna say no king shame. Actually, no, some of no my favorite shame. people have been furries. Yeah, no, not king shaming, no but king I think shame. it was but more that's why like they changed it. I think to, it some, more... to something they. I also read that they changed it to something weird but memorable. Yeah. Mm. yeah also, there's like there's a the character can be obsessed with disco, where yeah. you can like he's re- really like there's there's an option to present himself as this like showy super cop fake disco and like. Every time you get that option, it's funny because if you keep doing it, I explained this yesterday. It's like you're basically role playing disco stew as a cop, which is like really funny to me. He's all like, I'm about disco. I don't care about solving murders. And you're like, your fish are dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Can't seem to get him out of there. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's quite amazing to me after hearing all this. And I I think my my coworker, 8-Bit Dylan, told me he's playing it. And it's a difficult game to stream because it's so So text heavy. It takes uh, a lot of patience from your audience to ingest all this text and backstory. And also, if they miss some of it, then they're Mm. kind of out of the loop. Um, But I find it quite incredible to hear all your stories uh, that the game is this deep and has this much nuance, but also that the developers were able to utilize their psychology mm. major at all. Mm. Most people yeah. just, uh, you know, become teachers mm. or yeah. <laughs> work I'm gonna, in a call center. I'm going to issue a correction. Uh, the fairies thing was actually a misprint and it was um, in a, in an article that I read that is actually a mistake and that did not Ooh. come from the developers. I remember them talking about like I remember the furries, furies thing a little while back. No truce with the furies, but no. people mistook it for no trace. Furries. No truce with the, fu- the furries. furries. <laughs> but I don't think the developers actually said Let the furries be. They did um, change it just to make it a more marketable name. It's it's a very dense game. It's and, very aware of that, though. Yeah. There are some characters you can... There's a character that you literally have to talk to to get lore. And then Kim Kutagi says, uh, you, don't, you don't have to ask all the questions now. You can come back. She's still going to be here. Yeah. Which is basically the game's way of saying, yeah, we know this is a lot. It's yeah. fine. Um, but I, if you I, have a high enough uh, encyclopedia skill, you just sort of intrinsically know a lot of it anyway. Yeah. And it just kind of pops little factoids into your head. I, I can't play it for long. I had one day 
where I played it for about six or seven hours. And after I was done, I was like exhausted and like filled with too much information, struggling to like m hold on to it all and make sense of it. And it meant that when I went back the next day, I was like rereading bits and trying to figure things out. And I was like, I, I clearly need to chunk this this play these play sessions so i'm absorbing more but it's like really really dense and you feel like you're working your way like from the inside out almost like discovering like you pull pull one thing apart and and there's eight different you know layers underneath it and you're really really like working your way to the surface you're you're, you're caught in the middle of it to begin with it's like that classic thing where you're just dropped into a world and you're like figure it out and mm. it's really really compelling it's very good it's on pc and it's out, right? It's mm -hmm. out right now. Okay. I'm going to have to play that. That sounds really cool. It does sound cool. It sounds intimidating. It does. It sounds yeah. a little intimidating. But I've been playing a lot of The Switcher 3. Nice. Uh, I reviewed it for GameSpot. Gave it a 9 out of 10. The Witcher 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, like, really? Yeah, yeah believe it or not. Uh, although I will say, like uh, Disco Elysium, it can be a lot to drop into if you've never played a Witcher game or read any of the books. The, it can be pretty dense. Mm. What are you pointing at me? If only there was some some sort of content out there that there is some hashtag content. There is, yeah. We can we can plug the the feature that Matt and I worked on a very long catch up, I guess, for mm. the series uh, that's on Gamespot.com. Uh, awesome. But but anyway, I talked a little bit about this game when I previewed it a couple months ago. But mm. having played it now, uh, it's still The Witcher. It, like you were saying about Overwatch, it doesn't run as well, mm -hmm. um, doesn't look as well, doesn't look as good. But at the end of the day, it's all about the stories that game has to tell. And they are still very good, very vivid. Definitely worth it just for that. Mm -hmm. I will say, you know, if you played if you played on PC, it might be tough to look at this, mm -hmm. uh, especially at first. It can be pretty rough. I mean, can you even get into the sex scenes if you're watching this on a bus on a screen that's like the size <laughs> of my palm? That is a good question. Fortunately, I never tried it out, but uh, coward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's pretty wild to play that I game can't get into on this. Switch. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, pivot away. This is not even 1080. Come on. <laughs> uh, you did take a good few screenshots of Geralt in the tub, which mm -hmm. was That's what appreciated. We all want. Yeah, I, think I, put it, I put it in the video review too. It's in the uh, uh, it it's the in thumbnail? the review as well. It's not the thumbnail. No, it should be the thumbnail, but to more. He built the review for me on the CMS, and mm -hmm. he like used that picture as the main one, and, yeah. and it says the 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 caption is the reason why you're all here, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like let's be honest, this is what you're here for. Yeah. It's just a big yeah, picture of Geralt in the tub. Hell yeah, which yeah. Is, appealing to the masses. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I I don't I honestly don't know how much <laughs> left I have to say about The Witcher Three. Honestly, I mean like, I mean like it's if it's your first time, if you at this point, if you're a Nintendo loyalist. And you've you've probably been hearing about The Witcher for ages, right? And you and you, if you haven't played it, it seems like a the perfect opportunity to do it, right? And if anyone was going to come out and be like, "Yeah, this is not the one," it was it would be you. So I'm quite, I like I've been flirting with the idea of replaying The Witcher three for ages, and I'm not that hung up on visuals right now. Um, I realize I have I've been through it on PC. Mm -hmm. um, and there's parts of the expansions that I haven't played. Like I've not played Blood and Wine. Um, uh, so, so that one, that one in particular runs, I think, much better on the Switch than the other areas. Like not much better, but that runs pretty solidly, mm. and it looks great too uh, because of the visual style of it. It's much more colorful. They kind of get away from those like war torn battlefields, the gray look mm. of it to this 
very bright and colorful fantasy setting more yeah. or less so uh, I, I started it and never like followed through so it's mm-hmm. basically as if i've not finished it through so i'm tempted to and you can just jump straight into blood yeah and wine. you can just skip right to that it, like if you haven't played them if you haven't played the dlc and that's something you're interested in doing the switch might be a good option for that if, if you've got the money right like it is i think i think it's full price 50 or 60 dollars yeah um, that's a tough sell if I've already played it exactly mm-hmm. and if, if you haven't played it and you have a PC or PS4 or Xbox One you can get it for less than that uh, so, so you really do have to consider like where do you plan on playing this game like if you're if you haven't played it before you're probably only going to play it at home probably the Switch doesn't make a lot of sense especially because while well, docked that's when it doesn't look too great because you know they, they, like seeing that low resolution that low performance on a giant screen doesn't really do it any favors but when it's scaled down it looks pretty good like mm. just playing on like bart or something like that or public transportation is pretty cool like the fact that like oh, okay i'm gonna knock out a couple witcher three quests while i'm on this on this uh i don't know hour-long commute or whatever and it, it's 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 really neat and it's, um, it's a third party game as well so there's decent chance it will be discounted in a sale relatively soon i would yeah. hope so Especially, the game has been out for quite yeah, some time cd project red too like typically they're pretty good about sales with their games mm. especially i mean obviously it's much easier for them to do that on gog i'm sure because they own yeah. that but mm. like i feel like once a week they tweet like hey witcher 3 is on the complete edition is on sale for 50 percent off 75 percent off or whatever on xbox ps4 so i forgot about gog how's gog how's it how's it going how's it, it got like a it got like a revamp recently, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. I haven't messed around too much with it, but it basically takes all of your games from Steam, all your games from like, I don't know, what's it called? EA Origin? Origin. Yeah, Origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play and it like brings it all into one launcher. You That's still nice. like, like if you want to play an EA game, you still have to, like if you launch it from GOG, it'll still launch origin or whatever and then it'll run it but it's kind of nice if you're one of those people who wants to have everything together just did a good video about it just yeah. kind of going through all the new features and stuff and it did just look very aesthetically pleasing yeah mm-hmm. rather than have it's to very pretty boot up a bunch of different stuff yeah i'm looking to expand <laughs> <laughs> well there's a galaxy of options out there right now with launches it's becoming a bit ridiculous now i'm disappointed with steam frankly and yeah. i'm like really interested in in trying others and kind of just seeing the competition come to a head and hopefully for the benefit of everyone. Um, mm. I don't know. I've enjoyed even like the Epic Games launcher has been, I still you can't say it, that honestly. Mary. I can't. The gamers oh, hate that. I like you. it. They're coming. I, come I get like me. It. I like it. I, I like it too, because I know developers get more money when yeah. people buy their game on there. And I, I am all for that. Like I get, it's kind of annoying that it doesn't have, what is it? Cross save or uh, uh, cloud saves. And there are features that aren't quite there yet, and I hope they get on that soon. But at the end of the day, I want to support these people who make the games. And what's the Steam cut? The Steam cut is kind of ridiculous. The Steam cut is ridiculous. And more importantly, because they have this very open door policy, they're flooding the market with games that are just not of the same caliber, making it really difficult for discoverability, which is killing the indie market. They're also lowering the average price of games. So indie games, I mean, indie developers are like finding themselves doing like 80% discounts for their their work. And the games are getting to such a low price point that it's just not being respectful mm-hmm. to the people who are ingesting years of their lives to make these products. It makes us as consumers also feel like if I'm paying more than $5, it better be a 20-hour game. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is not 
equivalent and mm-hmm. you have to be respectful of of a game maker's time just as you would a filmmaker's time. These are things that we can tend to forget because you can get games for a dollar. We forget the value associated with a video game. So I, I, you know, I disagree. I think, uh, I think competition is good and I've enjoyed uh, trying games on Epic store. And I also think that uh, Ooblets did a really good deal and hopefully that will make their development cycle better for the next round. Come get me. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) Come find me. <laughs> I stream every Monday. Come yell at me. I dare you. Uh, Tamor. Hmm. Riot announced everything? Oh, boy, did they. Um, you can find out <laughs> <laughs> in depth by reading the news on goodoldgamespot.com. But read oh, it for us now with enthusiasm. Uh, you want me to read the yeah. actual story? No, the story is really long because I went yeah, through it, it when is we quite were long. Summarize it. But oh, with the, gusto. The, Make it quick, though, because Lucy has a quiz prepared for us. Because okay. I knew coming into this, it's weird because all the biggest news stories of the week are mostly about stuff that we don't play. So I tried to make it more fun because mm. I don't think anyone here plays LOL. Do they? No, but it's the number one game on Twitch, so I see a lot of it. Yeah, yeah I, I played it. I played when it when it first came out because yeah. I was dating someone, like my university boyfriend, uh, in the house that he lived in all the dudes played lol so they would all be in their different bedrooms click 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 yeah, click click yeah. click and me and my friend Hannah would just be sat in the living room with like her boyfriend Alex who didn't play lol and we would just be like well guess we'll watch another fail compilation on YouTube while they're playing this game sounds like you did the right thing though fail compilations but I did try and then I sucked it yeah I was the same but Riot, the game known most for League of Legends, but also more recently Teamfight Tactics, hmm. um, has announced a number of games uh, and new projects. Um, they've got a console version of League of Legends coming. Right. Does no one remember Guardians of Middle-Earth? <laughs> I think <'Cause> most... <laughs> I'm I not don't. saying a MOBA <laughs> cannot work on console. Hmm. But that's my yeah, big experience with it. And that was a uh, solid yikes. I mean, if anyone's got uh, the reason to invest making it work, it's Riot. Given how big that game already is, um, they can... Yeah, the guy with a mountain of money can invest yeah. some into a hole and exactly. then not give a shit. Yeah. Um, but there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a the big, the big kind of like... Uh, spin-off game not even spin-off they're new projects so there's a first person shooter which is designed Overwatch. yeah lolverwatch um it looks a lot like overwatch uh, not I'm looks i'm desperately like, trying to think of a team yeah. fortress <laughs> it looks kind of like overwatch team fortress that kind of like hero based shooter but also i was watching it and it like moved and sounded a bit like counter-strike so i yes. think this trying to create this like incredibly high skill precision first person shooter experience that also has um kind of like the hero elements that people know modern games for a lot well, of thing because in that intro familiar. video they mm-hmm. weren't talking necessarily about the heat the champions i guess you call them or any of that they were talking about things like latency, latency. and hackers and cheaters and kind of focusing more on that side like the technical mm. stuff rather than actually the gameplay but i did like the look of the champion who uh sort of used a gust of wind to sort of move around zip about mm. and had these um what do you call them shurikens shuriken type things yeah. we used to call them ninja death stars when <laughs> i was younger until someone corrected me i think ninja death stars ninja is a pretty good name to be honest thank you 
Um, so that's one thing they announced. They also announced a card game called Legends of Runeterra. Um, they are making all the games they, that I'm not like, interested basically, in. Basically, Riot announced a game in all the genres. <laughs> um, they also announced Team Tactics, uh, Team Fight Tactics on mobile. Mm-hmm. They announced a fighting game called Project L. Um, which I believe is done by um, the Rising Thunder team, who mm-hmm. uh, Riot acquired, and it looks interesting. Mm. Looks two D fighter side on. Um, they announced a TV oh, series. Yeah, so they have like an animated TV series called Arcane. Mm. Uh, they're doing a, like a full length documentary about League of Legends because ten uh, good things that they're doing. They've donated a bunch of money to charity. They've got like this social impact fund, which is very nice. I think they've donated about four million dollars so far, so that's very good. Good. And esports e- e- manage. This is where I'm lost. Yeah, then it's then it's just a bunch of stuff which is like very focused on the hardcore kind of like community around the the League of Legends stuff. Um, um, so League of Legends, they also announced a, a new champion, mm. right? Which means that now they have. I'm googling how many Lee. They're like, like 100, over 100, 140 or something. How is 145, that right? It's wow. Not. 145. So I decided to make a quiz because I know that none of us play League um, where I'm, I'm going to give you some names and you have to guess if it is an actual League of Legends champion. Oh, this is great. <laughs> or something I've either made up or got from, you know, like the deepest recesses of my fantasy loving brain. What's the name of your quiz, though? Is it like, oh, I didn't actually even finish writing the title. I've written lol character or... Mm. I would call it League of Liars. League of Liars. Wow, that is good. Ooh. Holy, and we can call it LOL for short. Nice, <laughs> nice. Your this SEO will be fabulous. <laughs> Changed it. Okay. Um, how do you want to do it? Do you want to like just ping, ping in, or like every everyone will say if they think it's a real one or not? I've only okay. got ten. Okay. Well, you've only got you've got ten questions. I've got only got only got ten questions. I'm not okay. going to tell you what the distribution is of League and. Not mm-hmm. League. So number one, uh, Jinx the loose cannon. Mary, it's just—is it real or is it is not? Is it a Lee, Lee character or not? Is it something else? Okay, uh, Jinx is a clothing company. Um, also a TV channel that I used to work for. Shout out to Jinx TV. Also and a Pokemon. Pokemon. Yep. So I'm gonna say because of that, it's not a character. Not. I just realized we should have done. Did you Jinx? Like if you say something at the same time, you say jinx. I, I the oh, reason I, sure. I the reason I looked at you was I was about to do it, but I was like, if he takes it seriously, he has to be silent for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> which could cause me problems. Crap! Um, Is it a character? You've already said you've no. already said Tam, no. I'm gonna it? say no. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, Jake gets it. Jinx the loose cannon is a. Um, Does yes. she wear the little uh, bikini top? Does she have oh, blue hair that's in braids? Uh, yeah. See, that's yeah. how I think. Because that's like the only one I did know. Yeah. She likes like, to blow shit up. I bet you it's the one that I know. Damn um, it! She that was I the thought, one I that I had the best the, chance. I thought that was the easy one because I reckon I recognize her. I suck. Was it Blinks the Time Sweeper? No, Jinx. <laughs> Jinx the loose cannon. Jinx. Oh, okay. Jinx is the one. I know it. She's got blue hair and braids and red eyes. Yeah, doesn't I've she? seen God that. damn it! That's <laughs> the only one that I should have known. <laughs> She's cosplayed all the time. Yeah, that's why I kind of went. So Jake, Jake, you have one. Hell yeah. Uh, Gnar the missing link. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Yes means lol, right? Okay. Um, Mary Tam. I'm gonna go with no. no. Okay, well Jake gets another point. Damn it! Yes. 
he kind of looks like a cat who can erupt uh, into a massive beast when he gets angry. Um, Gnar. I'm pretty sure the G is silent. <laughs> Gnar. Like, no. Oh, you meant Gnar. Oh. oh <laughs> I think I, I should have, have a point on that. I one. think we're all losers oh. on this one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Moheim. That is absolutely a not. If that is a League of Legends character, I'm leaving. That has to be true because there's no way. Like, Lucy could create such an, a, a well, character. It, it's Are like you knocking Lucy's creative no, skills? It's too Say this character's name not again. A, Reverend Mother Guys Helen Moheim. It's it's like that'd be too obvious to be a fake one. I feel like that's a character from something else that Lucy is. No, what, it's so a you lie. Say, no, 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 no. I'm saying yes again. Uh, well, Jake is wrong. Uh, God. She's the Reverend Mother from June. Take that, Jade. Yeah. Hey, I'm read, still winning. I started to read June, and uh, it's a difficult book. So uh, you're yeah. right. It was a character oh, yeah, from some, another. Some, some of them I've made up. I can't believe I got a bonus point and for that. Some of and them, now it's equal. Damn. And then some of them are um, just fake. I knew the Jinx one. I'm disappointed in myself. Right. Belgareth the Sorcerer. God damn. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest. I've already forgotten the names of the other one. This sounds like <laughs> yeah. the same thing as before. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go no. No. Uh, Jake gets another point. What? Belgareth the Sorcerer is from an incredible series of books called the Belgariad, which is basically a Lord of the Rings light. It's by David Eddings. Wait, he Eddings. said it is one. Oh, no, wait. In that case, you two get a point and you... Oh. Yeah. yeah. Grow up. Okay, so everyone's Take on. Take that, Jake. This, this is so how I did two, tests. Two. I just did true. Everyone that one like, just oh, didn't feel like. Some. First of all, can I just say mm. the reason I don't think that that one was real was mm. because a sorcerer is a lame League of Legends character, mm. and I will say no to all sorcerers <laughs> because they should be like more interesting yeah. than that. Down with sorcerers. Echo the boy who shattered time. Oh my god. That's. I had a really fun day, basically. I'm gonna say no. I no. feel like that's a dolphin, <laughs> and we all know this, and you are reading lore again. Um, going deep into that dolphin lore. I'm going to go yes. Mm -hmm. Echo. Say the whole name again. The boy who shattered time. Time shattering echo. No. Uh, it is. Yes. So oh, get him. Are we tied? Uh, no, you have two. Mary has two. Tam has three. Tam's what? killing it. Mm. Shagrat the chieftain. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. What did you say? Shagrat the chieftain. <laughs> no. Chieftain. No. 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 Shagrat. Mm -hmm. Shagrat. Shagrat. What's up, guys? I'm it's your boy, boy Shagrat. <laughs> to break down my latest, uh, I don't know. Top lane plays. You, yeah. what, you invented a name no, called Shagrat? No, I didn't invent anything. <laughs> um, I can't look you in the eyes. <laughs> I am trying to suss out more information. I know, I know you are. In the eyes. Um, I'm going to go with Yes. Uh, no, Shagrat, Damn. a character from the Lord of the Rings. I knew he is an Uruk chieftain right. who is in Kirith. This is this is I'm what too... I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out whether what are the chances it's from Lord of the Rings because I know yeah. Lucy knows all the characters Shagrat. in Lord of the Rings. Seems uh, so. like something that could have been Cled the Cantankerous Cavalier. Yes, that's real. I'm gonna say yes too. No, uh, I'm sorry, Mary. It is real. So I should just say no for all of them. Um, I don't trust anybody. Uh, has an untrusty steed named Skull the Cowardly Lizard. 
I really enjoyed. Um, earth. I suck. Earth. Oh. Spell it, please. U R F. Can you use it in a sentence? I'm what? <laughs> oh shit! It's Earth. <laughs> <laughs> earth gonna give it to you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that's not a League of Legends character. Okay. I'm gonna say it is. Okay. I'm going to say it is. Earth was a April Fool's character for League of Legends. So I'm going to give you all a point. Okay. What? No, it's clearly not a League of Legends <laughs> character. Tammy's still in the lead. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thoril Glimmergaunt the Blackguard. Say it again. Thoril Glimmergaunt the, ba- the Blackguard. No. 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 I'm going to say no as well. That's correct. Um, I used a D&D name generator for Tamor's name. Wow. And uh, <laughs> it's a male half-elf blackguard. So right. the, the points as it stand, uh, Jake has six, Mary has four, Tam has seven. Damn it. Uh, final question. I can't come back. No, you can't, but you can win for, you can go for glory. As in like, mm. you can go for uh, pride. Call me a loser. <laughs> uh, final one. Uh, the final Pam. And I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me what her abilities are. Wait. You, Wait. Did you just no, reveal no, no, she's... no. As in, like, the final Pam is a character either from League of Legends or another game or somewhere else. If you can tell me what the final Pam is or does, okay. I'll give you a bonus point. I, I know what she's from, so that's a no. Mm, yeah, no. Unless they did some cheeky thing where they're like, oh, we're going to... Reference. Yeah. It's a no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you all got the no. I think that yeah. if you find out what she does, you should get five bonus points. It's Monster you... Factory. No, this is not fair. <laughs> oh, I thought... Wait. No, no, that's right. But I don't, I don't remember her abilities. Yeah. No, she, I, didn't, I didn't actually mean to say abilities. I meant to just say like where she's from. And oh, okay. I realized oh, okay. that I messed it up. And oh, so okay. I just kind of rolled with it. So abilities. Jake. So I get two points, meaning I win. No, no I said Monster Factory. I said, oh, wait, yeah. I, I said the same thing. Monster Factory. He didn't say Monster Factory. I mean, like, I, we, we both knew where it was from. I, I can't hear him say anything. I think I got that. Oh my I don't God. know. <laughs> I think Coward. we can all agree all that I, I lost. It's the taking part that counts. Well. And Mary lost. I'm going to say that you guys tied. And fair. Mary lost. And Mary lost. Anyway. That good, was my fun. Good game. League of Liars. League of Liars. Well, speaking of games no one plays. Or wanted. Here. Or wanted. <laughs> Fortnite uh, oh blew God. up on itself. A weird phrasing. Yeah, what was that Fortnite. about? <laughs> Fortnite deletes itself. That's yeah. better. That's what you had in the headline. So the, the story is not that interesting. Well, it's kind of interesting. Well, because it's, it's like, over now. Yeah. If, if we'd recorded this on Sunday afternoon when everyone yeah, was freaking yeah. out. It's late now. It's too late. People well, were freaking out. That's oh, the interesting I part of it. That's the most exciting thing about it. Although, unfortunately, the news report that I saw actually put in... Um, a fake freak out like it was a meme, uh, a meme no. freak out um, but there were some kids who were properly having a so for people who don't know it's it was Fortnite season 10 finished they ended the world of for, the Fortnite as we know it by sucking everything into a black hole and then for a day around a day it was just that black hole yeah well they also well no the servers went down yeah and if you started the game up it allowed you to uninstall or quit which was like really shocking for a bunch of 12 year olds yeah. like without a doubt yeah i'm trying to think what the equivalent of that was when i was a kid oh sims expansion packs would get to like 75 percent install and then just break or you could install a sims expansion pack and you would load up the game and the sims would all just be 
completely still and not move. Losing. That's the, that's the only frame of reference I have for wanting to play a game so badly and the game not cooperating that I freaked out. Is losing a internet connection when your Kazar MP3 download is at 97%. Oh, it's when your friend used to send you songs that they downloaded from iTunes and then you open it on your computer and it says you need the iTunes password of the person who bought it and they, w- they wouldn't give it to you. It's like being fairly through a game and then losing your save file. Yeah. Oh, John Luke collecting all of the uh, things in Kingdom Hearts 3 to unlock the final ending and then Xbox Cloud saves overwrote his save. And he lost like all of it, and he just went. I'm just gonna look it up. That on is not easy as well to do. <laughs> That's a heartbreak. Yeah, it was before but, the game was out too, right? Yeah. So it was like he wasn't looking at guides. It was, yeah. Yeah, he did it all He's, himself. Yeah, but like that happened, and people freaked out, they and did. understandably yeah. in some regards, like. What a PR move, though. That is. It I was, mean, like that's nuts. That's that's uh, considering I won't quote it, but that game. Some people have broken down how much that game makes on a day-by-day basis, and it is more money than we could ever earn in three lifetimes (laughs) combined. And, um, yeah, so, like, people have obviously invested a lot of time into that game, a lot of money into that game, and they freaked out when it happened. They asked for their money back. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing that I struggle with is, like, it's very obviously not going away. Kids yeah. kids aren't going to be like, oh, that, kids won't though. understand that. But like my hope would have been a parent would have gone like, it's not going away. Yeah. Relax. It'll be back. I thought It'll it was right. funny to watch them freak out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was like, oh, it's a brief respite from Fortnite. I don't have to, to think about, yeah, because like, honestly, perhaps I, I shouldn't say this, but like I wrote through like half of a story, which was basically about this season has given me something I've wanted for so long, and that is like an undeniable opportunity to not think about Fortnite for a while. Because like the reality of the situation is, whether you're like, there's a whole group of people out there that has to think about Fortnite because they either, from like on our side, we write about it and make videos about it, and it's yeah. If you you can be like, oh, you don't have to write about it. Well, yeah, you're right. We don't have to write, write about it. But then also we're giving up a lot of like... SEO juice. SEO mm-hmm. juice, traffic. And uh, that sounds really cynical. But the way I see it is like, yeah, I will happily write about Fortnite until the cows come home. Because that traffic is what gives everyone else the opportunity to follow a passion project mm-hmm. and to make a video that probably won't do as good numbers as, you know, a Fortnite video would, but is something they care about. Mm-hmm. The features that people make on GameSpot. You, it could be fair to say, like... Jumping lo- on that Fortnite grenade yeah, for your mm-hmm. peers. Exactly. Like, it's it's like some of that is 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 afforded. The freedom to do that is afforded by what covering Fortnite does. So that's one side of it. But then like if you're a streamer, mm-hmm. like I was watching a streamer do go through the kind of transition process from one season to chapter two, which is what it is now. And still early access though, right? Yeah, still early access. Um, but like those streamers have to be on all the time. Like yes. they have to play Fortnite all the time. Their lives are consumed by Fortnite. I, I they guarantee... Get, they get burnt out. Yeah, I yeah. guarantee you there's probably a few that are like, Man, I don't have to think about Fortnite. Nothing's going to happen for at least 48 hours or 24 hours. 
I imagine there's some brief respite there. And even for the like people who work in marketing and various other ancillary industries that feed into Fortnite, it's something like it was a break, right? Yeah, Fortnite is a a machine and Mm. you're a hundred percent that streamers go through burnout just like writers Mm. or any other trade where they genuinely want to do something else. Mm. But you have to understand that especially a full-time streamer or someone who's made a living out of it, they're not just really good at video games. They're gamifying their lives. They know that playing Fortnite min-maxes their chances at getting more subs, Mm -hmm. more donations, and more Mm -hmm. viewers. If you want to like take that seriously and grow your channel. You play what is hot. You play the number one game. And the number one game for so long has been Fortnite. You cannot stop this. If you're trying to grow, you ha- you have to play Fortnite. And that is exhausting for mm. a streamer who is craving something new. And the, the interesting kind of thought experiment comes, not even thought experiment, but like discussion is like Epic is aware of that. Yes. They they're aware of the fact that they have an industry or like they have this massive group of people who are either reliant on the economy that Fortnite has created within the game and within, you know, streaming as a whole. And they know that there's established people. There are people who are halfway there. There are people who are quarter way there and there are people who are just starting there. What does it mean to take a game the realities of taking that game offline, it might serve them a purpose, but how much are they, how much responsibility do they have to think about those people? I mean, I don't have the answer to that. Right. But like, there's, as 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 well as saying that I bet you there's loads of Fortnite, you know, players, streamers that are probably like, oh, thank God I don't have to think about Fortnite. There's probably, I have to, it's, you know. It you just play the next biggest thing. Yeah. You just, now you're, now you're Apex man. But, exactly. But also like it's, you have to do your due diligence and say there's also, there's Fortnite streamers there that were like, oh God, it's gone for a day. What do I do? Right. Um. So like. It's probably both. I think it's probably more relief than it is stress. Mm. And I also think that at the end of the day, we all know that the money machine, the million dollar whale isn't going to go away forever. There was no one who probably looked at that black hole besides maybe a couple like, you know, youths that Mm. were like, it's never coming back. We all knew Mm. that it would come back. Mm. It was just a matter of time. But it is interesting to think about what a streamer would do if they're cash cow or the game that they play that everyone expects them to play is no longer around mm. wasn't it i might be getting the streamer wrong but didn't i think summit 1g he was playing a lot of Fortnite because that's what was big and then finally he had a breaking point one day and he's like i can't play this game anymore and mm. he switched to sea of thieves and that was part of the reason why sea of sea of thieves had that up uptrend for a while there yeah because mm. uh, he was just like so tired of it and he's like i don't care i don't care if i don't get any viewers i don't care if i lose most of my viewers like i cannot play more of this game i am so burnt out uh i don't know if things have changed since then maybe he's back on fortnite maybe not i don't really keep mm. up with that kind of stuff but yeah. i found that story like super fascinating and also just kind of inspiring because you hear about that a lot like streamers burning out on the games they're known for mm. uh so, so it's kind of cool to hear someone who was just like you know i'm just gonna play what i want i'm gonna play um, something i want and yeah maybe it won't work out and i mean he's probably in the minority in the fact that first of all he was already pretty big yeah. so like even he that, can afford to that's yeah. the story you don't hear exactly. is that he can afford to do it we also have like really large streamers that for whatever reason like xqc today was like i'm gonna play polybridge Mm. And you know what? He had 20,000 people watching him play Polybridge. And that probably yeah. really helped the devs of Polybridge. Mm. And that's rad. But he can afford to. What you don't see are all the people who are like trying to get at that level yeah. that have to play the main games. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's something that 
as a company, like we even are trying to encourage people to take a break from. It's just very difficult yeah. Yeah. to tell someone who's trying to make it to also play what they want. This, yeah. this statistics don't lie. I think I was I was watching a streamer who was um, I tried to find like a, a mid tier streamer that would you know focus because I wasn't playing the game, but I was writing about the game and covering it. Um, and I wanted to find someone who would, you know, focus on what was happening, but also had like, you know, a, a decent community around there. And watching this person was like, this person clearly at some point cared about this game and enjoyed this game. But it was this weird situation where it seemed like he was an autopilot where he, the like basic function of his existence was try to entertain. Yeah. But that meant like he was playing the game and then anytime someone said a word, he would like take it, process it and try to make it somehow entertaining. So like there was a lady on the other side talking just normal things like I'm going to get breakfast and then he'd be playing and he'd go breakfast. And it's oh, like man. this person's like just yeah. taking external shell. stimuli and turning it into something <laughs> oh, even no. remotely engaging. And like I was watching it and like I was like, I feel so bad for this person. And it was uh, simple things like someone would ask him a question and he'd be like singing the question back and then going, oh, I need to answer this question. Mm -hmm. And like external stimuli like, oh man, can you see this shaking? And like my phone's ringing. Oh, isn't that cool? Like the alarm's gone off on my phone. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? And you're like, no, dude, you don't have to turn every moment of your existence into entertainment content, over, yeah. into content. And that's yeah. the yeah. scary yeah. part. Yeah, that's the scary part of it. But then like this person reach 200k viewers right and i was like i guess that's what it's all there for but at what cost yeah but at what cost and it was just yeah. like oh man there's like fortnite is just a weird sticky subject that it, it is it is like it for as much good as it does it does a lot of like things that are questionable um but lady gaga's asking about it what is fortnite <laughs> who is ninja who is ninja that, what an icon <sighs> so what, what think, a good marketing it, team was it steve watts yeah. You put in Slack, he said, she's going to do a concert, isn't she? Yeah. She's going to do 100% be doing a marshmallow. And doing They're a probably concert. reaching out to her. 100%. Yeah, yeah as um, we speak. And they would be smart to do so because she's rad. Yep. I was going to go see Good. her in Vegas and it was like $600. So I did not. Wow. She's funny. She probably like speaks for so much of America too, or like the world in general. That's like, what is this thing is that all the youths speak of that I don't understand? And why do the kids keep doing the floss? And mm. what, like, why are we old now? I was trying to make a joke there with Lady Gaga playing in Vegas call it poker place instead of poker face but it just didn't no it I didn't, know, I yeah, it didn't no, work still, in my head still brought no. it out here though uh, yeah i just yeah. wanted to, it out. to i just dissect. wanted to get the energy out even if i couldn't Bro execute the energy down the, i think anything. this is what happens when you play disco elysium yeah. because yeah. you had a thought into your head that, and it should have it should have yeah. went into the box what do you call it the thought cabinet. Oh, the thought that cabinet. was a cabinet yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't i didn't internalize it and and hold on to it but if you had internalized it, we'd you'd get you'd like text us all in about three hours. Yeah. Time being yeah. <laughs> I need a Got cigarette now joke. because that joke was so bad. <laughs> uh, we are running out of time, but I want to get to some of these. I was going to say we've these. got like what, 10, 10 ish, fifteen minutes. I think so. Yeah, ten or fifteen minutes, Mary. How much time do you have? Um, I have to leave in 30 minutes. Okay, so, so we got a little bit of time, but we've got some questions we got to go through here, and the first one is from Chris. Chris, the Chris. Wait, what if we redid the Chris from Dayton, Ohio to be uh, the Terminator theme, but... 
I'd be for that. Chris, 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 Chris. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I want to change it up every week. Uh, <laughs> he wrote in because uh, Brian last week put him on the spot and was like, "I want to know more about Chris. What kind? Of, what, what kind of games do Chris play?" So he said, "Geez, guys, way to put me on the spot." <laughs> so he did. Uh, I'm a sucker for the Soulsborne style games. Mm, good lad. Having two very young children, I don't have a ton of time to play games anymore, but when those come out, I make time. Sekiro on PC and Bloodborne are my favorite games of all time, but I love all the Dark Souls games. Demon Souls was the reason I jumped ship from 360 to PS3 back in the day. Now for a weird question. We also told him he should send a, people should send us weird questions mm. for that I love opening a weird bit. Question. Uh, but I didn't really know how to fit it into the opening bit, so I'll just leave it here. Okay. A witch decided to mildly inconvenience you for the rest of your life. Would you rather be cursed so that you frequently have damp socks or an itch in the small of your back that you can't reach? Either situation magically happens every hour and lasts exactly five minutes despite efforts to correct your situation. Is, damp socks. Is Chris from Dayton Mike Mahardy? Sounds like That's yeah. the first thing I thought of. He always does these would you rathers that are just so mind-boggling stupid and evil <laughs> oh, and i don't mean that to be mean but i mean they're like so so absurd no, and so put, unnecessary mike put something in slack the other day and oh, yeah. what someone does... answered him earnestly yeah. and callie just immediately went no do not encourage him <laughs> do not engage oh it was what does b-o-t-w stand for yeah and like three and people were three like people. someone wow. earnestly was like it was She's all on the, the entertainment worst. team it was like evil yeah, it was all the universe people being like oh it stands for breath of the wild and um, Callie was like, "Don't encourage him, Satan. <laughs> Don't feed the monster, Satan. I I would do the itch. I would not do damp socks. I would do the itch too. So I would do damp socks just because I feel like I could live with that. And if I have an itch that I can't scratch, it's no. That sounds weird. Yeah, but I feel like, like what if, I, I what if you, you're not wearing socks? Just get sweaty feet, sweat it up." Just be make sure you're not walking barefoot on like a sweaty feet is tile. not the same thing as damp socks though because um sweaty feet is like one feeling damp socks sucks. That's a good yeah. point. Mm. There's a, there is a difference there because then if if it's cold the damp socks are going to be really annoying because mm -hmm. your feet will get cold. Also mm. wet cold. feet in general um create all sorts of issues for your skin <laughs> mm -hmm. um like one of the reasons oh. people would like get really fucked up in the jungle and stuff is because you get moisture in your feet from like okay. sweating in your socks or maybe you go through like a, a stream or whatever if you do not dry out your socks and you go to sleep you get like fungus trench foot you get World the World yeah, you get foot. the trench foot and then they have to cut them off and stuff yeah you okay, don't and you don't like, have to cut off your back if you have a little itch no that's okay but, i i, I change I changed my answer. But it only lasts a couple minutes though, right? Five so minutes. Like, then every, it goes five away. minutes every hour. Though. Five minutes every... Oh, that might, that'd be, yeah, I'd have yeah. to do that. I couldn't sleep with damp feet, man. <laughs> yeah, no you could way. sleep through an itch. I can sleep through an itch. So I have an itches, itch in my back right now. Itches all around? Yeah, go on then. I'm scratching my back right now. Uh, Lucy, do you want to read the next one? Yes. Hi, this is Luca from California. First of all, I really like the podcast and I think that if you keep it under two hours like you normally do, it makes it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Luca. Uh, so on the last podcast in the Chris from Dayton, Ohio section, you said that you should have random questions to ask. So here is mine. If you had to choose, <laughs> would you rather have one butt cheek or none? <laughs> <laughs> also, Unravel 2 is the best platformer ever and has the coolest two-player ideas in video games, but I never hear about it and have any of you played it. 
I love the contrast here. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the Unravel 2 stuff, I didn't get around to playing it, but I know it has a thing where um, if you're playing with someone and they're sort of struggling with the platforming, you can essentially sort of pick them up and help tie, them, tie them, tie them to you, to you right. and to, which is very nice yeah. because it encourages people to play games with people who might be intimidated by games. So mm. I, I like that a lot. One butt cheek on none. <laughs> I, I have follow-up <laughs> questions that we can all discuss together. Okay. Um, when you have one cheek, is it like a left one or a right one or could it be a like top one? Because a unit cheek. It's like a loaf of bread. Yeah, like mm. that kind of hangs down, like a tail, like so, a big fat, um, you know, uh, like a beaver tail that kind of yeah, hangs over right. your yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I say that is because <laughs> the entire purpose of the cheeks are to protect the hole. So yeah. I would mm. always choose one if it gives me coverage. Mm. Mm. Because if you had no... Right, so the thing is, it's like, <laughs> if you have no butt cheeks as well... You just got a hole out there. Well, not only do you only have a hole, sitting down is going to be gonna hurt, miserable because yeah. yeah, yeah. it's just bone skin bone. But if bone it's skin, if it's yeah. left or right, now you got yourself a weird issue. That's you still true. have you're exposure be, you're be sitting lopsided and all you're the lopsided. Time. Uh, I think I mean one one cheek has to be. If there was lefty or righty, you would probably get some kind of um. What would you call that? Like a. Uh, prosthetic a prosthetic ass, ass cheek. Yeah. It kind of looked like, you know what? I think it would look like a donut. And it would <laughs> yeah. kind of like go around like, it. You know those pillows people have on the plane? Like you have yeah. to sit on those or something like that. They go around the neck. You, mm -hmm. It's like. Uh, upside of both scenarios, you could do relatively silent farts. Because there's no cheek. <laughs> or, there's not two cheeks for the air to reverberate. <laughs> yep. So like. Either way, you can carpet bomb. But what if you everywhere. had if you had no cheek? It's just kind of like a, a sad. <laughs> I mean, you're just like sitting around, and all of a sudden it's just, <laughs> and you're like, tomorrow. I have no butt cheeks. This is the best I can do. It's just like a it's just like an ass cough. <laughs> oh, he's. <laughs> I um, hope we answered slight, your question. Yeah. From California. <laughs> Thank you, Luca. Uh, Tamor, do you want to go with the next one? Can you whistle? Through I mean, your, your butthole. <laughs> oh, oh no? I can if you'd want, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read the next one, Tamor? Yes. Good afternoon, After Dark Compadres. First off, absolutely loving the show, and I'm excited as hell to hear from the GameSpot crew again. I wanted to write in sooner, but was anxious about writing in and not having anything interesting to contribute. We just talked about assholes and butt cheeks for like 15 minutes. Anyway, however, I wanted to tell you guys that we actually did the popcorn X thing in my school as late as my senior year with Macbeth. It was fun, but I don't remember a lot of a lot about it outside of what whole part. You're talking about Macbeth here, I assume. Oh, um, right. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember. A popcorn, what a hole. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all remember that famous part in Macbeth when they were like, what ho? Popcorn, yeah. Um, we should also, we would also have unsalted, unbuttered popcorn that we would throw at the person we would call. Hello. Wow. I'm also pretty sure this is the same teacher where I picked up referring to things that are absurd as Wu-Tang. It was a very small town with an even smaller school. So this teacher was like, wow, that is Wu-Tang, baby. Um... But I do have, but I do also have a question, if you don't mind answering. 
what does everyone think of the metric system? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I actually wanted to know. This was in the email. That wasn't me adding yeah. in a metric <laughs> system joke. I actually wanted to know what is everyone's hobby outside of playing Aww, video games? That's a good question. Thanks, um, Alex. Before we get to that, Mary, have you heard of popcorn reading? So, uh, spoilers, we actually discussed this last night in the bar. Yes, we did. Mm. Oh, we did. And huh, yeah. um, you asked me, and I've never heard of popcorn. I have heard of the spontaneous reading thing where a teacher is like, now you're up and you read yeah. the next paragraph. That is a thing that happens in did, many a yeah. school. But popcorn name is not something that ever happened in uh, Columbus or Hilliard, Ohio. Well, I, th I think there's an extra level to this one where it's we used to have unsalted, unbuttered popcorn that we would throw. So at my school, we had a popcorn machine for a hot minute that you could go at morning break and get some popcorn. And it was deemed so messy that they got rid of it in about three days time. But GameSpot has a popcorn machine. They do. Yeah. And I never I don't know when it is on. Because I feel like I always, I'm always either too early or too late to mm. get it. I do see, like, every time I, I, I'll, I'll occasionally I'll see someone in a meeting room with Nick. just a bucket of popcorn. Nick, always, like, Nick, Nick always gets some popcorn. Yeah, I need you to just it. message Nick and ask. Kind of, how? Um, how do you get this? You guys um, could do that with games and, like, basically throw popcorn at the other person and then they have to beat your game. God, oh. I thought you meant throw games at another person. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, before, also, before we get into it, too... Uh, a lot of people wrote in to say, I've heard of a popcorn lot. reading. Oh, a yes. lot of people. Uh, so I'm just going to do a quick shout out to Alex, Sue's question we just read, Andrew, Benjamin, Vincent, uh, Luca also sent in an email saying, uh, yeah, I've heard of it as well. Jason, Daniel, Marianne, uh, Hout Cern, sorry if I mispronounced that, and uh, our wonderful intern, Evan, also wrote in saying, popcorn reading was, is a thing. But here's the Liars. catch. All of these people, except for I think two, are from the West Coast. Uh, so it's definitely a West Coast it thing. It's California. Whoa, <laughs> hang tight. Anyway, back to Alex's question. Uh, what do you do outside of games? Mary? There's things to do outside of games. I play stand-up bass. Uh, I've been learning for the last year. I've quite enjoyed playing an instrument. I've always wanted to play a giant instrument that was larger than me, and mm -hmm. so I do that. Um, I love my French bulldog more than life itself. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of my personal time making sure that he is just having a good time. You seem to live in a very idyllic place. Yeah, Portland is yeah. ideal for outdoorsy people mm -hmm. and dogs. We can easily go on long walks. It's a really lovely place to exist right now. And there's mm -hmm. lots of food trucks, so mm -hmm. you can always take him somewhere and get a little bite. Um, so that's been really enjoyable. I've had more free time mm -hmm. or just time to like enjoy an activity than I ever have in my life. I can tell you when I worked at GameSpot, I had no hobbies. Mm -hmm. I played video games religiously. And when I wasn't playing video games, I was like complaining about some office politics. And my coworkers were like, you need a hobby <laughs> because you are a bitch all the time <laughs> because you, you care too much. Mm. Mm. Um, having a hobby was probably one of the best things I ever did to not mm -hmm. focus so much on whether or not I got a review copy of some game that I don't care about now. Yeah, that you wouldn't think about now. That's fair. That's an important lesson for everyone. Get Do you a work hobby. from home now? I work from home now. It's been really good for me too. Yeah, you don't have a commute. And yeah. I mean, you 
always lived relatively close to work anyway but like yeah I lived about a 15 minute walk yeah. from the office in downtown San Francisco which was really convenient mm-hmm. um but, but it makes so much such a difference I yeah. worked from home on Monday uh because Tam and I had a meeting at 7 a.m because of time zones who did that well, I'll tell you after um <laughs> <laughs> no we had the, so I was I finished this meeting and it was you know close to eight and I just went I am not going into work today. So I got essentially two hours of my day back. Not to say that it takes me two hours to get to work and back, but I didn't have to worry about, oh, I have to wash my hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, I have to think about what to wear or maybe even put on some makeup or wait for the bus or wait for the meeting. It's nice. You get a lot of your life back and you get yeah. to enjoy that time more. My boss also works remotely and we have like a system that if we have a meeting and no one has the camera on, it means that we both look like ass. And it's really nice because we respect that. And then we just talk about other things besides <laughs> what we look like. Uh, so I I think it's a really good thing to experience. And mm. I, I understand that it's difficult, but I also think as technology gets better mm. you're going to see more and more people working remotely and happiness will go up not gonna lie we were looking at those teleconferencing robots the other day we were yeah, yeah. they're really good yeah yeah the technology's getting there what are your hobbies to more uh true crime i like a lot um you like murdering people yeah, i like, like commit, commit, uh, <laughs> um as in like uh like committing true yeah, just crime like, all my crimes delving, delving into into the world of true crime reading about them listening to podcasts about them I think it extends back to my like uh, murdering days murdering days <laughs> yeah those, those days, days in Leightonstone um, yeah I, I guess it's like um, I've always had an interest in psychology I studied psychology in college I, this is I guess it's similar for you right yeah um, studied at, at yeah university I had to sneeze, but I it know. went away. I was like, is it going or not? It's like, is it because you got a psychology yeah. degree? Uh. Um, yeah, so that um, that's a thing. Um, I watch a lot of anime. I guess that's a hobby. Um, I've been studying Japanese for three years. Um, Ooh, those you are, are doing good yourself hobbies. a disservice there because you are insanely good at Japanese. Aww, I'm, you I'm never talk about rapidly it. forgetting a lot of it. And I was supposed to uh, enroll in a school here having been in one in London but I missed the uh, kind of uh, enrollment period so I'll have to wait until Baka. the new year Baka oh, uh, Baka that's like um, one of the three words I know yes Baka waifu that's not a Japanese word <laughs> no. gaijin konnichiwa that is a, that is, a, that is yeah um, yeah, so oh, I, yeah. Sumimasen. Sumimasen. I know that one. I know that one. When I was that's in Japan, what I said. That's all I said. That's all you say. Um, yeah, so I, I like language a lot, and I think Japanese is. I've always loved. I think it's a beautiful language, and just hearing it is, is like it has a weird ASMR soothing effect on me. Um, and I've just like it's one of those. It's a language that I just desperately wish I could speak fluently. Like, and I hate, I sometimes I think about it and I'm like, it frustrates me that I'm incapable of. Sometimes I'll hear a Japanese word and not know what it means. And it like, it will generally make, genuinely like consume my mind. I have to sit down and figure out what it is and how to use it. And, um, and so like not being able to go to school for, for Japanese and knowing that I'm starting to forget things. It's been incredibly difficult part of moving, Aww. and like also knowing that I'm going there fairly soon is another thing that I'm like, I, I need to get back on this properly so I don't get there. And like, 
I'm incapable of, you know, speaking to people and feeling like I'm out of place and inconveniencing them because I'm doing half Japanese instead of proper decent Japanese. And But then at the same time, when you go to Japan and you try and speak Japanese, they are so pleasant about mm. it and just they very, love the they, fact they that you did it, it at all yeah you tried you it's tried not like and that's paris yeah. and like that it's not like paris at all where, where like you if try. you try and they're like how dare you yeah so yeah studying yeah. japanese is a big one i think that's great it. and it's super beneficial and mm. i i like will never forget when i went to japan i don't speak a lick of japanese either but i went with justin haywald who speaks decent amount he lived there mm. yeah he knows what he's doing uh and he kind of had he he speaks about himself the exact same way you do. He says it's not good enough. He says that it's embarrassing. And he says that he gets really frustrated with himself yeah. when he's not up to par. And I find that interesting mm -hmm. of people who are learning Japanese, that none of them are satisfied and that they are the savior of other people. The first thing that happened to me when I went to Japan was my shoe fell off of my foot as I was getting off of the train and it fell on the tracks. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what to do because I can't even ask for help. And Justin went up to a person and they went and they um, immediately, they got one of these cool extender arms. Mm. Yeah. And they got my shoe. And I said, what did you say to him? And he goes, well, I don't know how to say anything, you know? So I said, help, uh, shoe lost. Oh, mm. That's all you need. Yeah. That Worked. was all we needed. And I think that you should remember that even I think someone who is just incredibly fluent mm. um, is gets down on themselves and you are that to us. You mm. are this person who is learning something very difficult and you're doing a great job and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So proud. Lucy's oh, pointing at me. What am I doing? Uh, hmm. Kind of similar to Tam in that I like true crime a lot. My roommate and I, uh, Jen. So when, when Greg is um, around, we kind of all just like watch films and stuff together. But when Greg's away, the true crime fans will play. <laughs> um, we started watching The Jinx the other day because mm -hmm. I've never seen it in a true crime documentary. Um, I guess I'm kind of in that phase right now uh, that you were talking about where games are my life sort of thing. Can't uh, do it forever. Can't do it forever. What I used to do, actually, I used to live, um, I would commute two and a bit hours each way to work. So I would live. Sorry, that was me farting no. like my new butt cheeks. <laughs> Uh, I would live, bring it back around. I would live near Gatwick Airport, um, but the way that the trains worked, and we, our office at the time was King's Cross, and the way that the trains worked, they were appalling, and there was no direct route. Um, so I started crocheting. Uh, I, why well, Tam has I evidence have, of it on his desk. I crocheted him a Solaire from Dark Souls. It's adorable. Oh, Thank I want to see this. That's so and cute. I, I, I put wire in him so if he raises his arms, he can. <laughs> yeah. It's that one of the few things that I bought from London Aww. to here. You should get back into it. Well, I want to. So I have two young nieces. One is three, and one was born in uh, May. And I and when uh, my first niece was born, I knit, I crocheted her like this little blanket thing. And also my friends Neil and Ange, they had their daughter about a month after, and I made her this blanket thing that was half Batwoman. But then, like, her body would be a blanket, and then she'd just kind of have this, like, ball that was the head. and It makes sense if you look at it. It's difficult to explain. Hmm. It's, like, one of those baby toys that you can get, but I made it. And I really enjoy doing that, and I think it's all because I have very... I have a lot of anxiety, and my mind... If I'm not... So I am one of those people, if I'm not 
I can't sit in silence because yeah. my mind will be going a mile a minute and I will always listen to a podcast or I'll always have music on. It makes me look unapproachable and I'm aware of that. But at the same time, if I don't, I will drive myself insane. With crocheting, and I also did cross-stitch for a bit, but I found cross-stitch less satisfying because it took longer. Whereas with crocheted, like, the thing that you were making would materialize pretty quickly. Um, with crochet, because what you're doing is essentially, it's meditation because you're counting. Mm. You have to count the amount of stitches you're doing. You have to, if you're increasing or decreasing, you have to keep note of it either in your head or a stitch counter or, you know, I would do pen and paper. And it was honestly probably the best thing I ever did for myself because Aww. it was like this weird form of, I don't like the term self-care, but it's keeping an eye on your mental health and like keeping it in check. You should pick it up again. I should. I did bring some stuff with me because I wanted to make um, this ATAT from Star Wars, but it's a very cutesy one. It's kind of like an ATAT if it was a stuffed toy. That's mm. adorable. So I, I do have it, but my problem is, is that I need to pick it up and actually remember how to stitch. <laughs> it. I think it's worth doing. Yeah, I think you should sure. do it. That sounds like a cool hobby. Mm. Jake, what's yours? Uh, I play too many video games as well. What you said is very true. Uh, I think what I mostly do, like when I commute, is read. I read a lot. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm reading a book about sleep, which is super fascinating. I don't Ooh. get too into it because if I describe it, it'll be boring. But the way it's written is very interesting. It's called Why We Sleep. Um, I'm also reading a book about the Peloponnesian War, which is also very boring, but it's interesting like if you're into that sort of thing uh on weekends i try to rock climb every, every now and then uh with my roommate um and then i dabble in photography when i have time i have a camera that i spent a good amount of money on that i like to use when i can but i'm not a good photographer i just like i like your photography you i like it too i follow you on instagram yeah. thank you um but it's just kind of like I don't know. It's it relaxing. helps space like, out all the thoughty pictures of my friends. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I try to like have really no nice no selfies, no thoughty pictures of me. Breath uh, and fresh those all air. those all stay on my camera roll. No one gets to see those. <laughs> yeah, I can see those. <laughs> Except for tomorrow, I'll send him some yeah. occasionally. <laughs> That's your hobby. Yeah, my hobby is looking Jake's at Jake's thoughty pictures. <laughs> Uh, we have one more question from Jacob McCourt, but I think we might hold on to that till next week. Mm. Okay. Uh, just because we're running out of time. And it is a good question. And he asks, yeah. he asks a lot of questions. Um, and I want to make sure we give enough time to that. So we'll... We'll end on that nice wholesome question about hobbies. I mm. actually really enjoyed yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, that, that was a really good question. <laughs> Mary. So, excuse me. <laughs> Mary ended on the question about buttholes and butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was episode 11. <laughs> 11 that was episode 11 of GameSpot after dark thank you guys so much for listening and thank you guys for joining me tamor what are you up to where can people find you uh i'm currently working on an overwatch impressions thing um uh we have various other things i think a outer worlds let's play should be up by the time this goes out which you can check out where i had um developers from obsidian on there and we talked about zap brannigan and uh Went around in space. Uh, getting up to you also good. talked about uh, you know, my favorite movie. Exactly. Of yep. all time. That's that's as far as I got in that. Demolition Man. Oh, Demolition. Did you make, um, what did you call him? I tried to make Simon Phoenix, but mm. um, my home, my actual playthrough. About John Spartan? Is going to be, uh, yeah, John Spartan. Yeah. Um, John Spartan. Uh, and Simon Phoenix. But this one was a character that we had to borrow from Jean-Luc. Um, because it was further on and I went into his inventory during this and it was full of knives <laughs> and it looked real weird. And I was like, Jean-Luc, you've got problems there, buddy. 
Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Tomorrow H. Mary? Uh, I work at Twitch. You can catch me streaming on Mondays. I typically stream platformers or indie games on Monday, and then I play Silent Hill. I'm going to play through the entire series. So we're on Silent Hill now. Then two, we're going to play all the way up through PT. And that's on Thursdays. And that's on twitch.tv slash Mary Kish. But it's spelled M-E-R-R-Y-K-I-S-H. Just to, yeah, just to get you. Just to put you in the mood. Because it's fun and it's silly and we have a good time. So please join me there. It's also my Twitter and my Instagram as well. For all those thoughty pictures of Jake that I take. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the episode title? Oh, e pictures, oh, pictures of Jake. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Now I have to do it. I'm just going to redo it. Um, what am I doing? Um, new episode of True Fiction is out this Sunday. This is my absolute favorite episode that mm. we have done. So the teaser should be up today. Uh, it's all about the impact of isolation in The Shining. So, yes. This is what a, I hinted at last yeah. week. And I was like, is this? That sounds cool. It's very so, good. Yes. It's another video essay about The Shining. But Kurt did an incredible job on it because... Uh, learning about isolation experiments that psychologists have done in the past is a miserable task. Mm. Um, there are some very ethically dubious experiments that were yeah. done in the 70s. Uh, so anyway, that episode's going out Sunday, GameSpot Universe. Um, we had a really fun time on that shoot too. We kind of found a place that looks like the old abandoned, like golden, the gold bar from the uh, Overlook Hotel. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of fun Easter eggs in it too. So please watch. Um, other than that, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at least James Games. Jake? Uh, I just had a Witcher 3 review go up, uh, so you can check that out right now. Uh, There's other things that I'm working on. I don't know how much I can talk about, but you can find me at Jacob Deck. And if you have any questions you want to send to us, you can do that at After Dark Podcast. After Dark Podcast at GameSpot.com. <laughs> Should we it's pimp? on the wrong page. And also. And then that's the other thing. Yes. Oh. Extra Life is a week from Friday. So if mm-hmm. you're listening to this on Friday when it comes out, tune back in a week from today. And catch us streaming for the kids. If if the it kids. comes to if the idea that we had comes together in the way that we want, it's going to be yep. interesting. I'm excited. <laughs> With every passing day, I look at it. And I'm like, can we do this? Is this I doable? think we can do this. Are you guys time. streaming this on Twitch? Yes, I think it's Twitch, think YouTube. Twitch. Don't embarrass me. Yeah, um, it's Twitch and YouTube. I think there was a discussion whether or not we should do Mixer, but I yeah. think we kind of decided not yeah. to. So, like, yeah, the other thing is to rate and review. If you're on iTunes and you enjoy the podcast, make sure to at least rate us five stars. Nothing less. At least. If you've got anything less than five stars, don't do it. Save it. Um, And if you if you liked what you hear, or if you you know have some feedback, put a review. It helps us get a little more exposure. It feels really weird being like it helps us, the little indie podcast, get a little more exposure. We need the exposure. Yeah, we exposure. We're CBS and Gamespot. But yeah, we're trying. We're trying to have a good fun time here with mm-hmm. a podcast, and it would be good if and, you follow it. And this is very much like a passion project, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, there, yeah. no, no one said you guys have to do a podcast. It we're was pivoting more, to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was more that like you know, Gamespot doesn't have a podcast. This is something that I think a lot of people would be interested mm-hmm. in. So we kind of put it together, and we're so happy you guys are listening to it. But it'd be great to. I'm share glad this you guys are people. doing it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we did Dead Air, I remember after we ended doing it. Um, I think it's a lot of it was you know I was leaving and mm-hmm. there wasn't like enough people to pick up it. And I still get people taking me aside. Someone took me aside at TwitchCon and was wow. like, "I loved Dead Air." Mm-hmm. And I think you'll find the same thing, which is like it will be a rewarding experience because mm-hmm. there'll be a, a decent chunk of people who will just fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Long form content, mm-hmm. full circle. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. There it is. Thank you, Mary, for joining us. 
and we'll see you <laughs> that was a next pop. week. And how do you pop it? The, poop. <laughs> the little chestnut of poop popping out. End it. It's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs>